Welcome, welcome, welcome. I do have to say that song definitely pumps me up. Whoever picked that song for the intro uh, tonight uh, definitely is on their game. So uh, this is Smart Guy, Dumb Guy Podcast, Season 4, Episode 3. And Charlie, Big Daddy Han is with me. And as always, I'm Sean Harris. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about with with baseball uh, playoffs heating up. We're going to... A breakdown Red Sox Yankees. Why did the Yankees lose? Also, who designed the playoff schedule and why does it take so long? <coughs> and then lastly, we have, with the upcoming elections only what 53 days, 54 days away, we went back and people say that this is a reality show and this is uh just like you know drama. What are our favorite? Movies that really are made up. What are our favorite political movies or our political TV shows of all time? Oh, I didn't know TV shows. Well, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't put, I didn't put any TV shows, but <laughs> I figured if you needed help, uh, you could just... But yeah, I have, uh, I actually have like my top five uh, political movies of all time. And I don't mean this like... I don't have to be like presidential movies. It's about movies about politics or, or referring to uh, politics. Um, there are a lot of great... Um, TV show. Let's just jump into this. Uh, politic, um, uh, the West Wing uh, mm. is one of your favorite shows of all time. And I tell you, and that is, Aaron I love Sorkin. that show. It is a super. I think I told Sean this before. I said Aaron Sorkin, but that guy can write his dick off. He is. If two of West Wing and I'm and some of the, the episodes were so aggravating because they're so left, but every episode was well done well acted well written and then he just to prove that he wasn't some sort of one hit wonder if he came out with uh, was it news uh, newsroom Room, yeah which was such an underrated show yeah, so that, fucking good that's one of the best tv shows of all time and he opinion. and you get to see the writing if you watch west wing and you watch newsroom you can see oh like, yeah definitely. sorkin's fingerprints yeah. Yeah. all over it he loves that kind of ensemble like, the back and forth like um I don't even know how to like smart it. mouth. Yes, yes, things, yes. With multiple characters, right. multiple plots. And it's very that, dry. That come to, that come Nobody to, ever laughs. At and, and, the, and all multiple plots that all come together at the end of the episode. They kind of all like come together in that ensemble. So anyway, but we're gonna stick to movies. And so, uh, what I did was I went through and this is ones that were my favorite. Not not even because they're a political movie, but just in movies as a, as a whole. Or something that I learned about or something that I found interesting. So, I'm going to give you my one and fifth place. And this is um, I'm going to change things up oh. really quick. Oh. Um, before we jump into... Uh, I know we said we were going to start with that. <coughs> 538 did a... Um, uh, Breaking news. An article. And it was basically, who's behaving... I'm going to spring this topic on you. Right. Who's behaving like a 2020 presidential candidate? Okay, and hmm. basically it looked, lists all the Democrats. It didn't really touch. Um, it didn't really. Uh, Obviously, you know. It's, yeah, it didn't touch the Republicans. Uh, actually, it did. Uh, Flake and Kasich are here, but um, and I think one or both of them might. He's definitely facing a primary challenge here. Let, let's so. face it. Um, and they're gonna get blown away because nope. Republicans don't eat with a fork and a knife. No. Um, so. There are seven things, according to 538, that a mm-hmm. candidate does before he announces that he's president. He or <coughs> she. He or she, right. So can you name any of the seven things? Let's see if you're right. They're going to have to like... Three are, three are visits, I'll give you that. And then uh, the so you, You're going to have to visit Iowa. Yes. You're going to have to set up a uh, exploratory committee. That's not here. Well, I mean, right. exploratory committee. But you have to yep. go to, start going to Iowa, start going to what's the other one, um, Vermont. Which other one uh, that has? No, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yep. Um, you have to make those trips. You're going to have to. I'm just gonna. I don't know what exactly what it is, but I'll say what, what I see them is they have to come up with their. What is their issue? They have to come out and be the the standard bearer for whatever their issue is going to be in the election. Uh, so according to 538, there's seven things you do, and number one is you visit Iowa. Number two is you visit New Hampshire. Number three is you visit South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Number four is you write a book. Mm-hmm. Number and, and yeah, okay, five, yeah. Six, five, six, and seven. I'm gonna have to explain to and go into further detail about. But number five is a poll. Uh, number six is it's basically have you been polled at all? Um, are you is a national? I forgot how they worded it, but something I'll I'll read that. 
but basically, are you involved in national polling by like networks or something? Um, and the sixth uh, is a magazine profile, and I'll get into that. And uh, number seven is campaigned. So, a uh, so who scored the highest on this? So yes, yeah, so I'm going to ask you and see how. How many do I? I yes, I have four right off the bat. Let me read what these are. So, um, the New York, the New Yorker, the New York Times Magazine, or Time that is more than one thousand words long, all right, and includes an interview with a potential candidate. Mm-hmm. And campaigning is defined as participating in an event for a gubernatorial or Senate candidate. So it's I basically not, it's not you, <coughs> huh? Like a like a like like so so, so yeah. Uh, I think it's your help, helping someone. All right, yeah. All right, um, and. The let me see what was the other thing, the poll, the polling for polls. We're counting any national nonpartisan primary surveys that include the potential candidate. That, that's and a national that. profile is defined as a piece in the Atlantic, New York Magazine, the New Yorker, or the New uh, New York Times Magazine or Time Magazine. I do, and I've said this multiple times on this podcast. Ed, you can call me a lefty, but I think if you're not reading the Atlantic. Then you're fucking wrong because it is. Is it online? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, it, tell you, if you have an iPhone, just I think go, every just, once in a while, go I, your, I, no, yeah, I go Google stuff and the Atlantic comes up. If you want to read it, just go to your. Is if you it have lefty? An iPhone, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like like BuzzFeed lefty right. or Huffington Post, but just go onto your news feed if you have iPhone or whatever your news aggregator is on your phone, and then you can like click different websites. Just click on the Atlantic. I do. I check it out every day, and it's always got all right. So tasty tidbits. There is a candidate that has all seven of those, um, and like for instance, oh, let's I say know. Uh, I know I'm gonna let's say that. Hillary Clinton was one of the. I think Hillary she's not on the list, um, <clears throat> but basically you had to have done this mm-hmm. after the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. So Hillary, if she was on this list, she couldn't get Iowa, North New Hampshire, or South Carolina because she visited them mm-hmm. prior to 2016. So. All right. So who do you think there's someone that has all seven? Who do you I, think I, it I is? I don't. I, I think over the top of the pet, this person has three, four, four. I know of, but it's Cory Booker. Uh, Cory Booker has five of them. Yes, I know. I can think. He's and he been, visited he wrote Iowa. A book. He wrote a book. And he wrote a. Uh, yes. He, uh, yes, he wrote a. Book. He wrote a book. No, he, the book is not um, here, and I will tell you why. So it says, uh, visits to Iowa, South Carolina, and New Hampshire include formal political events only, included scheduled visits that haven't happened yet. Candidates count as having a book out if they have published a book or are scheduled to publish a book during the 2018 election cycle. So according to 538... It must have been the article. He's not writing then, a book. Because that's when he came out about him when he was... <coughs> that was an article. It was an article way before... Yeah. Because I know he's, he, he was yeah, this he was, was down, an article in the early 90s. I know he was down in Alabama uh, campaigning for the guy who ran against uh, Roy Moore. Uh, Booker wrote that in college, actually. So he, he, I know he campaigned in Alabama against when Roy Moore was running for Senate. Yep, he's campaign. He's got campaigned, um, and he visited New Hampshire. He visited South Carolina. He's involved in pro, uh, the polls, and there's been a magazine profile on him. Mm-hmm. So the only thing he hasn't done is write a book or go into New Hampshire. All right. So that that would be I was at the, <coughs> next. I'm going to guess um, the grand old man of of liberals, Bernard Bernard Sanders. He's all seven. You got it. He visited Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Wrote a book uh, involved in polling, magazine profile, and campaigning. So number two, can you guess this? This person well, did six. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. He did not visit Iowa. He did all the rest of them, which is surprising. But I think he's he, he's going to do very well in Iowa too. And then my other guesses were going to be if Biden decides to get in, and I think he is. Yeah, I think I think, I think, think I'm I'm I think it's going to be Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, Kamala Harris. Let's see here. She did four of these, mm-hmm. and basically she did everything except um, the visits. She didn't How about, do any uh, of the Kirsten Gilderman. Um, uh, she's also tied. They did the exact same things. Um, she didn't do any visits. And how about Ms. Warren, Senator Warren? 
Uh, Elizabeth Warren, who already announced basically that she's, she's running. running when she released um, her. She has four, and there are. She didn't do the visits. I think that also one <coughs> thing that that I've noticed is that I wait for when that if it's such if it's a senator. This is really more of senator and governors. Is that when they get an opportunity to grandstand on the on the national stage, they take that. Uh, they try to put the spotlight on themselves and present themselves as what they're what they're going to do. So, example is Senator Warren went out and said, "I'm going to release 12 years of my uh, tax um, program, and I'm also going to introduce these bills that are going to like you know uh, for consumer rights and you know putting taxes on bonuses on CEOs." She did this a couple weeks ago. I think Mr. Booker was during the uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, committee hearings and he was going on and you know he went on as thinking you can go and you can kick me out of the senate because i i released the paperwork and i released the information and i'm not ashamed of it if you want to um this is my spartacus moment that was his chance Kirsty gildebrand is i think was in the me too movement when that came out she was really in the forefront and she kind of was pushing that as her I really would like Biden to get it. He's a centrist, yeah, and that's going to benefit him big time. I think that Biden, Biden's best thing is to wait because everyone knows who Joe Biden is. Joe Biden doesn't have to get his name out there. A lot of people don't know who Kamala Harris is. He said Harris he's going to make a decision in January. Joe Biden. What he needs to do is not pussyfoot around like he did last right. time, because that because and, and that was totally understandable he, with the loss of his son. But he needs to be out there. But he he everyone knows who Joe Biden is. So the sooner you you get into the the sooner you get into the race, the sooner people are going to start shitting on you. The later you get in the race, the less time there's going to be. Yeah, that's a good but point. But with a, with a lot of these senators, they don't know who they are. So you have to get out. You have to get out there. You don't, Joe Biden doesn't need to go to Iowa every single day and talk to everybody. <coughs> you see the name of Joe Biden. You know who it is. You know what he stands for. He's been around for a minute. Um, so um, I just wanted to point out that Jeff Flake has four of them. He uh, wrote a book. Yeah. He's involved in polling. A uh, magazine profile was done on him, and he visited New Hampshire. That's, so Jeff Flake can't win his own state. Uh, um, what state is Arizona? He from? Sorry, he's a, he's a so you don't think that he runs against? I think he'll he'll run. He'll run, he runs against uh, Trump. And I, Trump I, I is think that take he, I think that he could. I think that I think that he was getting demolished in the primaries. That's why he decided he was going to win. He was down by like twenty points. And, this is uh, this is and I've, I'm gonna say this before John Kasich. Is, John, this uh, is John John Kasich. Two, I think there's two people that can beat Donald, Donald Trump. Legit, Marco Rubio and John Kasich. No, and this is why. If you look at look, go back in time, Republicans at, are far too racist to nominate a, a, a Hispanic. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> this is what I want you to do. I want you to go back and look at who's run for president on the major party from both parties. And see how many Republicans have people of color and women, and how many times the Democratic Party has done it in the past 30 years. And I think you're going to see, by far, the Republican Party has put in the major parties in the primary system more people of color, including Hispanics and women, than the Democratic Party has. And how many times have they uh, been nom- How many times have they nominated a Catholic? How many times have they nominated a woman? How many times have they for nom- for president? Never the past six. The past what? Every single Supreme Court justice is either Catholic or a Jew. No, I'm saying running for president. You can't win the you can't win the nomination in the Republicans without being. Uh, you have to be a wasp essentially to win the Republicans. So what? Yeah, and that, and that very well could could be. But like, look at this last election. You had a, a, a white woman, a white man. Another white man and another white man, all running for the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. And on the Democratic side, you had what two Hispanics from two different parts of Latin America. Oh yeah, but they, they can't get nominated. That's the problem. But this, uh, but, but they, the uh, way that you, the way that you that's beat, what I'm saying. The way that you beat Donald Trump is Donald Trump has gotten the same percentage in every primary from Iowa to Hawaii. Last from the first one, to the last one, he's always going to get thirty to thirty-three percent. But when you get 33% against 17 people, you win by a landslide. But look at Donald Trump's results when there's only him, Kasich, and Cruz. And see how he lost every single one. My, uh, my look boy, how bad did he lose Texas by? My 15? boy, uh, Sherrod Brown, doesn't look like he's running, uh, according to 538. 
And it says, um, so the people on the sidelines, they said, are, uh, <coughs> excuse me, are Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Sherrod Brown, former First Lady Michelle Obama, and media mogul Oprah Winfrey. Um, so basically, I'll just read that, this quick paragraph about the celebrities. Michelle Obama, for example, has been included in polls and is coming out with a book. So I could have put her in the section with Deval Patrick, but those are pretty weak indicators in her case. I really, really, really don't think she is running. Winfrey has two post-2016 books, and she pose, polls well, but I don't think she is running either. In an interview last year, The Rock expressed interest in running for president, but far in the future, 2024, and he wouldn't really fit into our analysis here anyway, since the actor is not affiliated with either party. And uh, the part about Sherrod uh, Brown, basically, uh, and two other candidates, are likely to win re-election this November in key states that Trump flipped in the GOP side in 2016. The fact that a Democratic Party activist are not clamoring for any of these three to run in 2020 is a sign that the party is not singularly obsessed with finding an electable candidate. Democrats might regret this choice if Trump defeats, say, Sanders or Warren, in 2020, carrying Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin along the way. <coughs> and um, one more thing. I don't want the Democrats to nominate a woman. I've said this before. I think nominating a woman, you're not going to win the Rust Belt states. You're not going to win over white, uh, blue-collar white men. And um, if we had run Sanders, he would have won Florida with the Jewish uh, population down in Florida. Uh, so you flip Florida, and automatically that becomes a different election. And then on top of it, um, he would have won those Rust Belt blue-collar uh, voters in the Rust Belt states. So I think had Sanders won the nomination, he would have been the president of the United States. Before, well, I think that... I don't think there is a chance that that Barry or Barry, yeah, Barry Sanders has a better chance than Bernie Sanders winning. It's all the number one reason that these people voted for Donald Trump is for Supreme Court nominations. You don't understand. Maybe the Democratic Party doesn't understand that of this thirty percent. These is they think it's like because they're racist. This 35 percent that support Trump is all because they want. Roe versus Wade overturned. Yeah, and that's but any of the Republicans would have done that. Well, I mean, look at the look at the. I think that if you see the the so now you got your Supreme Court. Let's see what they do with Roe versus Wade. They won't even touch it. And these people need to realize no, no, see, see, see. they need to realize that abortion is always going to be an option. It is never going to be. And I would love it. Go go ahead, Roe versus Wade, and you will never win another election again. Roe versus Wade doesn't legalize abortion. It it makes it it makes it, it, it makes it statewide, state for state. It says the states can decide, and that no state can 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 ban it before the first trimester. So all the Roe versus they don't have to overturn Roe versus Wade. Sure do. All they have to do is say that after the first trimester, it's a, it's a state level decision. Uh, and I mean, there's because because that's what the Republicans want. Because there's already 19 states that have laws on the books that once Rover that this one caveat in Roe versus Wade is overturned, that automatically abortion becomes illegal after the first trimester. They're just they're just laws in absentia, just waiting to be, <coughs> to be nominated. But the but people think it's oh it's because you know they're, they're racist or they hate brown people or they hate Hispanics. Hey, this is the one issue that that Donald Trump. Donald Trump, when he says he could go shoot somebody on on, on Fourth Avenue and they would still vote for him, sure, they are going to vote right unless to. until a Democratic Party person puts some sort of like caveat on their on their pro choice argument or explanation, they're never going to win. Joe these. Biden said, "I am pro life mm -hmm. as a Catholic, mm -hmm. but who am I to push my religion on others?" Yes. And that is exactly everybody's stance. If you are pro-life, you mm -hmm. should be exactly what this is. And, and I am um, pro-choice um, for the world. But 
My, I th my thing is, I think abortion should be a decision made between a doctor and their patient. But I think that the doctor's responsibility that if there is viability, the doctor must explore that. If uh, if there is viability with the fetus, then that then the doctor needs to take that into consideration. I.e., if the if the child can be removed from the female and can live on its own without um, without um, exceptional medical needs, then that should be that should come into a factor. So they should that should really cut down. Obviously, caveats on health of the mother, you know, emergencies, stuff like that. But if the doctor feels in his professional opinion that that child is viable, then the doctor needs to take that as its first priority. But before that, I think that, that it's a, it's complete. I think that in my opinion, that's life begins when viability is there um, outside the outside the female. That, to my opinion, I think that's when abortion should be illegal. Is that when when the fetus is viable? So, but that's my opinion. That's and but, but my opinion is, is I'm not gonna get any Democrats to vote for me, and I'm not gonna get any Republicans to vote for me because that's a new one. You definitely won't get any Republicans. Uh, belief. See, I I see a lot of similarities between how the left deals with freedom of choice and how the right deals with guns. Neither one wants any laws infringing on it because it's a slippery slope. And once you start making some laws, you, once you like on the right side with guns, if you if I you see I can't have a bazooka, the next minute you're gonna say I can't have my granddaddy shotgun. And on the left side, it's like if you say I can't have late term abortions, then next thing you know, you're taking away my you know birth control pills. It's because it's a slippery slope. And I think that there needs to be some sort of and you hear sort this, guy you, driving you, you, around. You hear this uh, a lot. Some common sense. All. I saw this guy with all like um, God saves and all that nonsense all over his car yesterday. One of them was um, that birth control pills were abortion. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, so I, I mean, based on, on what? Um, but anyway, let's move on. We've uh, spent way too much time on this topic that we weren't even supposed to talk about. So uh, let's move on to the the movies. All so right. what do you got so on my, your top five? Number five, primary <coughs> primary colors. Sorry, um, John Travolta. I've never seen it. Uh, it was pretty much a shot-by-shot -shot recreation of Donald, of Bill Clinton's election. Huge movie, you know, uh, made well over $100 million. John Travolta and um, Emma Thompson. Wow. Guess you were... Uh, yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't see it, so... Well, it's, it, it's pretty much the most veiled. If you watch it, it is Donald... It is Bill Clinton, and it goes through all of his... It asks the question... Does a man have to be without faults if he's great, or is there such thing? And it's it shows the election of this fictional presidential character with a who's who's a southern governor, white you know ladies' man has lots of girlfriends come out of the past, uh, heavy little heavy, and a very domineering dominant wife. And how when as they go through the election, he doesn't change. But all these, as all this information comes out, he becomes, a, he's the same guy, he has the same beliefs. But does, do, does your beliefs change in a character when you find out what he did 10 years, 20 years, 30 years ago? Even though he's the same guy that you've, and has the same beliefs and wants to do the same things. So I really think it, uh, it holds did up. did this come out? Oh, uh, this came out in like 90. It was a book. It was called Primary Colors by Anonymous. And uh, then uh, there was a movie, right? probably like 94, 93, 94. It holds up. It, it's. I mean, it's all about Bill Clinton, but then it even holds up now with you know with what's in the media today. So I think it's it's uh, excellent. That's my number five. All right. So what else you got? Number four, more recent movie, Lincoln, starring uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I couldn't even sit through that. It was so boring. <laughs> well, it is. I you know researching this. I there were a lot of lot of bad political movies. Yes, there are a lot oh. of. of Bad movies. I checked a couple of lists and stuff to get, and I could only come up with four. And I didn't, you know, really rank them. I these aren't so ranked. Uh, but I can. I, I, mean, really I, can. I really liked Lincoln. I thought it was really good. Dilly Lewis kills it. Um, and, and if you political, also like we said, political movies that encompasses a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be like, no, Sean. This, this isn't a political <laughs> right. movie because because it's, one it's of my movies you might not even All consider. Right, well, so that's what's your number? All right. So your... like, I'll uh, start with number four and. Um, it was the American president. 
with Michael Douglas? Yes. Isn't and it that was like, actually like, an, Aaron Sorkin. Was that because he wanted to like, is it when he wanted to go on dates because he was single? That was Aaron Sorkin. And he Sorkin. was hiding and he was like sneaking out like through like the secret John F. Kennedy like tunnels to get I didn't. Dates. I didn't know about that, but. Uh, yes, I do. That was, I mean, it's like what, I don't, I, I don't know what the movie's about. I don't remember anything that made it other than. It was just a good movie. I mean, it was. It's nothing that you're gonna think. Like I said, I don't think there were a lot of good political movies. So all right, all right. Um, what did you have for your number four? Uh, I had Lincoln for number four. All right. And number three, number three, I had. And it, this isn't technically like, a, but it's JFK, Oliver Stone film. Yeah, I thought about putting that on there. I I, know, I enjoyed it, but it was and not, I don't want to hear that 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 a lot of it was made up or characters were condensed or whatever. The how politics works and the espionage and the intrigue and it was Gary Oldman so good Kevin Bacon Joe Pesci the movie is an enigma wrapped up in a question and it was so well done I love it um, even though I guess now you'd call that movie historical fiction versus historically accurate but it's still an excellent excellent movie um, so my number three was um, All the President's Men that I had uh, that coming great, up. Great flick, and it, I had that as my my favorite of all time. Really? Okay. What I love about that is it, especially the movie, because because all the President's Men is a movie based off of it's an homage to a book, All the King's Men, um, Pulitzer Prize winning book from the I think forties, but um, in that movie I love how it breaks down what he what was wrong the slush fund the the and how. Nixon's paranoia to get information on other people was the same paranoia that caused him to record his office, which is what it um, what led to his downfall. Right, and it also reinforces my belief that the number one type of conspiracy is a conspiracy to cover up. If Nixon, right when this kid come out about the uh, the break-ins, if Nixon had just said, you know what, it was some overzealous, they were they worked for me. We screwed up. They took we, their information gathering job a little bit too far. They ended up going too far. I take responsibility for it. They should not have done that. They broke the law, but it's my responsibility. It was We paid for their jobs. They went and broke into that on their own, but we said we wanted to get information on our opponents, and they took this. It would have been nothing, but the fact that they tried to cover it up and cover it up and cover it up over years is what I think led to his, his downfall, not... The actual Watergate break-in, but the conspiracy to cover up the Watergate break-in afterwards. Uh, number two, what'd you have? Uh, Doctor Strangelove. Or I couldn't. Uh, that is such a great movie. It's one of the top 100 movies of all time. Or it's Doctor Strangelove or How yeah, I yeah, Learned to Stop Learning. The fact that they he has a German scientist making the nuclear bomb who calls the president my Fuhrer, and instead of saluting him. Like, a, like an American, he starts giving them that. the, the, the hit Oh, um, oh. I had um, In the Line of Fire. Of course you did. <laughs> With Clint Eastwood as a Secret Service agent. This is the guy who wanted... You know who likes In the Line of Fire? Guys who like Link, uh, Limp Biscuit songs in the beginning of the, <laughs> the podcast. Because oh. that movie's about as nuanced as a sledgehammer. Oh, uh, yeah, because he was... He, he was a great, great flick. Great flick. Um, he plays, uh, like I said, he plays a um, end of the road sort of um, Secret Service agent who uh, some think that he's still, uh, he probably should hang it up. And uh, John Malkovich plays uh, a guy that wants to assassinate the President of the United States and even um, bypasses security with a wooden gun. Yeah. Uh, he is able to bypass security, and uh, but I'm Clint not going to ruin the movie for but, you. But you know? he also was also haunted <coughs> because it was his rookie year when JFK was killed. Yes, and ever since then he's never been able yes. to forgive. Thirty himself. years previous, and I have two little ones for honorable mention. One is V for Vendetta, which technically isn't a plug. It was a terrible movie. movie. Terrible. Oh God! <laughs> it only <laughs> launched the entire. Picture of of Occupy and Anonymous for the next twenty years. The guy Fox mask and 
Like I said, there was so many. Do you movies think V for Vendetta is? A, you think V for Vendetta is a terrible movie? Yeah, I didn't even like. I couldn't even like. I half watched it, and it was just like this is awful. But in the line of fire, what is excellent? In in the line of fire is like ninety three percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So take that, put that. In so is Wreck-It Ralph. Doesn't mean it's a good. It means it's, a, it's a, like a political. And my number one. Oh boy, is the contender. All right, all right, all right. That's 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 okay. That's a good movie. That was that was on my top ten. So you 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 rescue yourself with that one. With that is Joan Allen. It's a yeah great flick, and uh, it's kind of a twist ending. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. And it's so <laughs> well, you know why it's been twist. Yeah, it's if, been, if you don't if you don't if you haven't watched spoilers now, then you're an idiot. Yeah. So it's been out for twenty years or so. So um, and so anyway, it's very good. It's very like. Appropriate for yeah. our current uh, yeah. I kind of thought about that when I uh, put it and on what my list. and so now I was gonna be like, what's the tool? That was you can't, can't leave. A contender message. is about a vice president who is a, dies. a female. Uh, oh okay yeah I'm no sorry. it's a dies and so um, Jeff Bridges plays the president and he's allowed to assign the next vice president and he picks a female, uh, Joan Allen, and the Republicans are not too happy about that. Um, and they're doing everything they can to stop her, and it spirals out of control. And some believe her, some don't believe her. Basically, she didn't uh, give an opinion. She's like, "It's my personal life. I don't want to talk about it." Because it was all these sex allegations mm-hmm. and stuff against her. And she's like, "It's my personal life. I don't want to talk about it." And the salacious mm-hmm. details of like what you hear about this woman is like, "Wow, she really was." <laughs> Kind of, a, for lack of a better word, a slot. But then, it and, uh, does it? But then, it, 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 it poses the question: Does it matter? Right. Does, does it matter? If that she's if a someone slot? has t- tons of sexual oh. partners, and I think there's also because that came out with during Clinton's. Uh, yeah, it came out right around the time. So, and I don't think anyone's gonna think that Bill Clinton was like was only has only been with one woman in his life. He's probably, yeah. If he was I a female, he would, like. I think cool. nobody cares about what Bill Clinton did, and nobody but, cares but that Trump is banging was, all these broads. Well, he has like three, what six kids by three different women. Six, uh, four, four kids. Uh, six kids by four different women. Oh, he's got he's Come got on. he's got the the the, the dumb tool the tool dumb <laughs> yes. the do, the hot daughter yeah and Baron and, and Tiffany. Uh, he, so he's five. And he's he, five he has another. Uh, he has the one with the mayor. No, has... Trump does not have a child with me. You're talking about yes, Arnold, he does. He has a Arnold No, he has a love child, too. Well, I, I mean, well I, you know what? Allegedly, because when someone hears this and it's not true, I didn't but say But it is 100% it. true. I mean, I what mean, is it? Why? Because he has orange does he I have mean, orange it's already hair? been proven that... Who? And you know this? This is, It's been all over the media, and you don't, like, know this? You know what? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a kid with his maid. Why? Because he admitted to it. Where, where is the DNA? You, where on the internet does it say Donald Trump I will legitimizes. I I will not 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 allegedly has a child with a maid, but oh, like, I have to have a fucking DNA test to like. You have to have some sort of proof that this is an allegation. I heard Sean. You know what? I heard Sean Harris has seven kids uh, on the side. You hear about that? No evidence of it. But, there, but there's evidence. I, I'll show you on the internet where there's evidence. <laughs> uh, but there's evidence. I'll, go, of, I'll make it. <laughs> I'll make it. I'll call my Russian contacts. In, All right, in, so uh, in the Russian I will bots. actually read you the ads. Like CNN, it's credible. So I'll CNN says that Donald Trump has a love child. Trump uh, love child. <laughs> I'm putting in. I'm just searching. I put in Trump love child and with the maid. And then the number two answer is housekeeper. So uh, let me see. I won't use Perez Hilton. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, Trump doorman was paid thirty thousand dollars in hush money to talk about this. And anytime there's hush money, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's baby. not true. Um, so basically, he was paid uh, thirty thousand dollars, the uh, doorman, to not talk about the Trump love, fathered a child with a former maid that. The parent company of the National the National Enquirer bought the story mm-hmm. and buried it, with, like they do all Trump stories. So you're trying to tell me that is, Trump is, has is six this door, kids. Is this doorman like special has uh, special needs? Is he uh, mentally? Is he mentally? You're trying to tell me that you have proof that hush money was paid by the Trump, and company. he took thirty thousand dollars. Yes. So he must he must be retarded because. 
That's worth $30 million. But they weren't going to give him it. Something's only worth what somebody else is willing to pay. You're trying to yeah. tell me that if I went to anybody I'll else... Tell you, I'll I, tell you right now that if... If, if I, I had proof... If I, had, if I knew that Trump had a love child... You don't and somebody's offering me $30,000, I'll take it. Well... Because $30,000 goes a long way in this You world. know what goes a lot farther? $30 million. I guarantee you, if you went but to... nobody gets that kind of money. I mean, just look at the... You don't think that... 130000 uh Stormy Daniels got. And, you, and, you, and what is she doing? Roughly the same. What Duga got like four times that, and Stormy Daniels... Is could have gotten well got a million over, could have gotten way over a million. That's why she's selling the book. That's and why she's she went I think because she got basically posed. banging the president is going to get you more money than saying that. Then knowing he has a child. love child, yes. No. What's more salacious that Sean Harris? Okay, what's going to be worse for you in your life? Just in your life? Yeah. You had an affair with somebody. Yeah. But you have a kid on the side. I have a kid on the side. There you go, and that's why it's more valuable. I. Every, every the guy who the guy who's trying to impeach Trump would probably give the guy a few million dollars for that information. But here's the thing: they the networks, Tom, the networks want to show, oh, Stormy Daniels, like Trump had sex with the Stormy Daniels. Trump had sex with this McDougal. That's salacious. A love child? Yeah, it's a good story. I. But they don't. The, 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 you have a guy. You have a guy who's spending over a hundred million dollars of his own money trying to get Donald Trump impeached. Tom, um, what Tom Snyder was his name? Tom. He's a he's a businessman. He spent over $100 million of his own money with impeachtrump.com. You don't think he's going to – if he if you had proof that he wouldn't give you $1 or $2 million instead of $30,000, that guy is the worst businessman. We man went out on a rant, yeah. Is so. it ever. And, I, and I, I believe a lot of things about Donald Trump, but that he has a, a, a Hispanic love child with, <coughs> with uh, the maid – the only one I know who has that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> You're saying Hispanic. I don't know if she's Hispanic or not. She could be well, the white. guy the guy said he knew her, and they were well. I guess I guess that is my racist uh, belief because the guy's name is is uh, the woman's name or the guy's name the doorman. The doorman's name, oh. and the, the who's been who's been oh well, the, the doorman has a a, uh, a history of mental um, issues. Dino Sajidin. Uh, that he has a, a, a history of pretty much lying. So you don't you think Conan O'Brien and neither kept Conan Why O'Brien? Why pay the hush money if he's lying? Because you just want to go. You don't. If I can pay thirty thousand dollars to get this ding dong to go away, instead of spending three hundred thousand dollars in PR trying to get to deal with it. Same reason why the same reason why doctors anytime hush money is paid is that that that's and so then why did Conan I've never o- once seen hush money paid and why did Conan the why did Conan O'Brien and Trevor Noah refuse to to talk about it? Why did who? Conan O'Brien. Well Conan O'Brien is a comedian. Why would he talk on about a show? It? He refused to talk about it and Trevor Noah refused to comment uh, bring it up on their shows. Uh, they're comedians. They don't have to bring it up on the shows. Trevor Noah has a show about politics. If he had a joke about it, he would bring it he, up. No, he refused to okay. because there was, it was unsubstantiated. There's no proof that it was true. They refused to talk about anything that was that. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. So let's move on to the final topic, uh-huh. which is the is baseball it? postseason in their scheduling. And we wanted to talk a little bit about what went wrong with the Yankees. So do, right. do you want to start with that? Yeah, so what went on the Yankees? First of all... Because Yankee fans are using the excuses of, I've heard payroll now. Well, yeah. I've heard uh, tipping the pitches. Their payroll Uh isn't enough. I mean, you're going against a team. The Yankees, what do the Yankees do? They're against a team with the highest payroll in baseball. Nobody should be complaining. If you are the New York Yankees. I'm not. I'm not. Only once. This is the first year ever they didn't go over the luxury tax. Ever. In the history of the. So the Boston Red Sox are now the evil empire. They're the team that pays the most money to get the best players. That's not that's not an indictment of badness. That's a, that's good. Go out and get, pay for the best players. So you're going against the team that has spent the most on assets, the Boston Red Sox. So you're right there. You have that issue. So so it's not like you're going against St. Mary's School for the poor and you just blew it. You know you're not like you know you you were upset. No one no one the red no one no one that I saw had the Yankees winning this series. But I think there were things that they could have done better. I think that. That what Boone screwed up was he stayed, especially in games three and four, stayed too long with the starters. What the Yankees had, above all, was the best relief relief staff in baseball. If you look at from like from top to bottom, yeah, they had the great, and they did they had the best bullpen. Of the why Yankees. did they in games three and four stay with their starters for so long? 
I would have I would have been putting the and it didn't have it didn't. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, because in game four, the guy did go three innings, and the game before that, he didn't go too long either. I mean, no starter really in the series went a long way. And I think also that that flyout, a long flyout in game what five. If they well, were, no, if they were playing, if, if they were if, in game four, that one where you that long flyout, if that was it, if they had been playing that in Fenway, that's a grand slam. The bases were loaded, hit that long flyout to end the inning. I don't remember. It was in game. It was in game four. If that was in, obviously they were playing in New York with their. I thought the uh, I heard managers of Brand Blame and Boom. The only game where managing came into effect, I thought Cora managed an absolute perfect game. Um, that left the fourth game four. Mm-hmm. Where he, um, I, I was cursing him for taking, uh, uh, what's his name out, the Porcello out of the game after only five innings. You know, he had 70-something pitches. I'm like, why is he coming out of this game? Put him out there for another inning. You know your bullpen sucks. But the bullpen did the job. He pulled him after five innings. Bullpen did the job in the sixth. Bullpen did the job in the seventh. In the eighth, he brought in uh, Chris Sale. Which I thought was brilliant, and um, and then Kimbrel finished it in the ninth. A little bit of excitement in the ninth, but he finished it in the ninth. And uh, and it's, it's I thought uh, Cora managed a per- absolute perfect game. But I don't think managing. I think the better team won this. Yeah, series. I think yeah, I think that the better team won. And I think that you had to your your relievers as a whole are better than your starters. And you're in the Yankees. So yeah. when I say they want you to, well, I mean one time around the inning, one time around, and then you get you going right to the bullpen because they're better. They're better as a group. They're better as over the more. I want more innings for my relief than I want for my starters at the end of the at the end of the tournament or end of the match. And um, we've seen it. We've seen it with when, Gi- when the San Francisco Giants are really big. We've seen it over. And we've seen it when, back in the '80s when Oakland was huge. Teams and the Yankees hit more home runs this year than any team in the history of baseball. Yep. Bats when, and because your majority of games you're playing against are against bad pitching. Each team maybe has two good pitchers if you're lucky, and so that's what forty percent of your games. You're, so it's the other sixty percent of the time you're running against bad pitching. When you get to the you get to ALDS, NLDS, World Series, you're going against the best pitchers in baseball, and Bats go away. We've seen it. How many, what is Barry Bonds' batting average in the playoffs? It was like 142 or some atrocious number. Pitching and quality defense always wins in the playoffs. Over very rarely do you see a guy, except for maybe except for maybe David Ortiz. He's he might be the exception where he just goes off in the playoffs. He was always like I, he's always you know hitting huge in the playoffs. But other than that, most guys just disappear. <coughs> All right, so. And lastly um, is the scheduling of the playoffs. So awful. awful. What, what can they do? The, um, the, the they don't want to compete against. They're so afraid of competing against um, the NFL. Yeah. With our series now going to November. Never did that before. Well, they set the schedule. October twenty third, nineteen. Do you know what happened October twenty third, nineteen seventy five? You were born. No, not even close. <laughs> uh, Hitler was found in Argentina. Uh, Colin Fisk waved at fear. That was Game Six of the World Series on right. October twenty third. We're not even going to be at the World Series on October twenty third. The schedule is set September thirtieth. The presumption is that there's each game goes. That each, so it was, was going to go. Five I want games. the day after to be the play-in games. Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday we stop the series. Um, this shit now that we have to wait. That both teams are already done. Now we're well, waiting. No now we're Houston waiting until Saturday and to play Game One. Why can't we just play game one tonight? The game being October 3rd. Because the TV people, they already have shit scheduled for this day. Yeah. So I, you can play it and just play it for no But we always did this. And now, like 20 years ago, we went to this nonsense where we have to schedule it now. And it's, it's a schedule because... But we never scheduled it before. We waited mean, We waited to see who won. Then we played two days later to start the new series. And now we're waiting a week. I, damn near a week I, to I, play I a game. I can remember tons of times where it was Wednesday, like it would Thursday, t- Friday, four days. And they give we're waiting four days to play. They, they, and they ch- wait, wait, that's not true because I remember when it was Oakland in the late eighties. It was Oakland versus San Francisco. No, somebody else. No, after that one, it was it was it was Oakland versus, and they added an extra travel day because of it was East Coast West Coast. 
because of, of the of the distance. It wasn't the it wasn't the earthquake series. It was it may have been the ALCS. It was when they when they played Boston. That, that's the one because Wachimacall hit the home run. But um, um, um off off Vulcan, the guy from Boston hit the home run and won it. Walk off. Oh, what the hell was his name? Dave. Dave. Um. Anyway, what I remember about that series also is that they gave an extra travel day because it was this was back in the olden days, kids, where. It, I guess it took planes it longer. Did. It <laughs> actually did. Like, and so they so they gave an extra travel day. But I, I, think I, the, I heard the in the nineteen fifties, if you flew to Florida, yeah. that it was an eight hour flight from Rhode Island to Florida. It was eight hours. What are they? The hang glider? So now, so you know, we have come a long way just in the last twenty. I think years. the problem with Houston and Boston is that Houston <coughs> swept, Boston won in in four, and the AL for some reason is scheduled after the NL for the first. Championship game, so they, they have the third. That's what it, it should have been on the twelfth, I think. Well, I mean, we do have that extra series too that they didn't have, you know, in the eighties of you know the first round. Uh, they didn't have a wild card; you had to win the year division. Um, and, and you're true. Football, when we were kids, back in the eighties and a little less than the nineties, when we were when I was a kid, at least, um, baseball was was the shit. Baseball was the king, and now football is. So you don't want to go against. You don't want to go against the king at football for for right now, unless something else comes around. Is I just think, it's but it happens all the so time. It's like you know, like UFC doesn't schedule something against on when, when there's a boxing pay per view, or WWE doesn't schedule a wrestling event when there's a UFC event. You know, because you're, you're you're dealing with the same market, and for a majority, people who watch football, the people that people to watch. Speaking of of football, and this is a total aside. And I went to a football game this last weekend. I went to the Carolina Panthers uh, New York Giants game in <laughs> <Sorry>. Carolina. <laughs> Great game. Last second, Graham Gano kicks up 63 yard field goal to win it. That's the record. Record crowd goes. There is no sport more fun to watch at home. And less fun to see in person than professional football. First of all, it was a thousand and forty degrees in, yeah. in Carolina. I melted. You do, and we had good seats. We were. My brother-in-law has season tickets on. Like, like I guess if you if you were, go to Gillette, I'm a one hundred level. It's yeah. the last, and it's great because it's the last row of like the one hundred level. So you're only ten feet away from like the AC. For they have like the little like the silver and blue club. That's like you go in there and like they have your own like. Bartenders and stuff. Yeah. So it was. So it's. it's and plus you have a little bit of extra room because you're right against the wall. So you have good seats. I can see the whole game, but you end up. You watch it. And you can't focus on everything at once. You got 22 guys running around, crazy. So you end up looking at the screen. So you just watch a TV. And it's hot as shit. It's yeah. expensive. It takes forever to get there. Uh, I. I have. I always enjoy going to a football game. It, it, if you want to enjoy, I enjoy the experience. Yeah, I'm we, always we, watching we had, the we had, Patriots too. You weren't watching we had, the we Buffalo. Had, Bills. We had a great pregame tailgate. He's part of like the the little fan club. But you're trying to tell me, you're trying to tell me that if you want to watch a football game, it's better to watch it in person than on TV. Uh, in September and October, yeah. And I, I don't want to watch. I, I've been to playoff games before, being a Patriots fan and. Your beer is turning into ice after a few minutes. It's like, it's um, like you're basically freezing your balls off. Yes. Um, and, but it's the exact opposite for hockey. But, hockey um, live is I went to a game better. a couple weeks ago, Patriots and Miami. How hot was it there? And it was it was hot. I mean, I got a half my face got <laughs> a sunburn. Um, but um, I don't think that it was um, any – I mean, granted, one is Carolina and one is um, – one is uh, one is Carolina and one is New England. So, yeah. I mean, there's a big difference there. So um, it wasn't unbearable heat that I was sitting in. But um, I'm just saying that that the NFL does a great job. It's a great sport. The stadium is incredible. But I'm telling you right now, watching football. How was it getting in and out? Of great. Char- yeah. It's like in the right. middle of Charlotte. Miami does the same thing. Miami, you you there's I, and when you go to New England, you have to wait 35, 40 minutes to get in the. Mm-hmm. to go through a metal detector <clears throat> in Miami I go right in up to my seat I'm there it was um, Miami I'm leaving I get in my car and I drive away I don't understand what New England 
can't do that all these other states. It was, and it's in the middle of the city of Charlotte. So like yeah. you're literally parking in like there's like you're, there's like twenty different like car places and to I, park. Uh, Tampa does the same thing. They weren't as good as Miami, but Tampa does the same thing. I, I'm like, yeah, but but I mean, so they have a great, a great, the fans great. I grew up in Buffalo, going to Buffalo Bills games. The worst fans in the history of NFL. You're going to get into a fist fight with somebody, or you're going to pass out in a snowbank. That's the only two things that happen in Buffalo Bills, in the Bills Mafia. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. And um, we will we'll be, be certainly there. talking about the Major League Baseball playoffs in Houston and Boston. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Milwaukee. I'm a big Brewers fan. I got, I got a little bit of hard on so. for, the, for the Brewers. I, I'm, I've been watching. I was watching some old like Robin Yount. I'm sure. I bet that's a great place to watch a game. Milwaukee yeah. Brewers. Milwaukee. I mean, yes. The, I mean, how much? Uh, probably all the breweries you can think of from from C to C. So and then and they like their their their. I like I, beer. I, I, those in those <laughs> in those cities where there's only one sport. Like Milwaukee, what else? What's, yeah. What's that? Yeah, they, I mean they, they get have behind the Packers, but that's kind of a that's, long way. Yeah, but like or like St. Louis with the you know with the, yeah. the Cardinals, they love their they or the college blue, football in blues. Alabama. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much. See you guys next week. Damn, I love it.